Welcome to the Gals Guide to the Galaxy podcast, where a group of gals gather for you one cool thing around our topic of the month. Is it ancient history? Is it breaking news? Is it safe for work? Well, that's up to each gal. All we know is that... Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Welcome back. I'm Leah, and I am joined by Katie, Bonnie, and Rebecca talking about our one cool music thing. Bonnie already talked about Dusty Springfield, and I already talked about Gunhig Carling. Uh, but before we dive back in, let's get to know something random about our gal pals. I want to know, uh, what is the best concert you have ever gone to? Dun, 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 dun. I will also accept worst concert if that's easier. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're kind of talking about music for different periods of your life, music for different moods. I feel like that can apply to concerts too. Oh, totally. Like there's best in different categories. Yep. I'd say for me, the best experience was just like really buying into the music, feeling the music, Mm -hmm. having an experience um, would be Murder by Death, which sounds hardcore, but it's based on a movie title. Yep. They're not Mm -hmm. that hardcore. (laughs) Um, They're actually an Indiana-based band that formed in Bloomington at IU, and they're incredible. You played them for me, because I'm like, here's some Murder by Death, and I'm like, what are you talking about, Katie? You about to kill me? What's going on? (laughs) And then I went, oh, I get it. (laughs) They're incredible, and have an amazing, kick-ass female cello player. What is their, like, what's their sound? Like, I want to say Leah? Mumford and Sons. I want to say hipster. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, I was gonna say it. it's like unfair, but it's fair at the same yeah, time. Okay. <laughs> it goes doop 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 like I don't know. Yeah, it's got like a little bit of an uppy yeah. But then I would say for putting on an amazing show and engaging with their audience would have to be Devo. Yes. Yes, I'm talking about the band from the eighties with the flower pot hats. They go all in, there's movies, there's yellow suits, there's bouncy balls thrown into the crowd. Oh, wow. It's an amazing experience. It's interactive, one would say. (laughs) One would say it was very interactive. (laughs) But we still listen, we still watch Devo uh, YouTube videos once in a while. Like old, Mm -hmm. like, my husband will like just pull up. They're good. The, um, oh, what is it? The Whip It. Well, that one too. Yeah. What's the... We are it's not from... men. We are Devo. Yeah, yeah. Is it the devolution? Maybe, maybe, maybe that's a. I'll have to look it up. I was drugged like... there by a purer at heart fan than myself, but I have to say yeah. their concerts are an experience. See, you were brought in by somebody hmm. <laughs> who then conformed you to the Devo. Now, did anything interesting happen <laughs> at this concert? I say this because I know what happened. <laughs> And it's a good-ass story. Katie, oh, Well, I mean... I'm saying as, like, a lawyer, maybe don't tell that story in a recordable, In a recordable format sort of thing. Yeah. I don't ta, ta, ta. know. I mean, it's your story to tell, so... Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, well, I'll just say we partied with the band afterwards. There you go. You can draw your own conclusions, yeah. Very nice. Yes, I like it. There you go. That's a fair assessment that I'm still very jealous of. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. Bonnie, do you have a favorite? I don't know if I have a favorite. I've favorite been, or least favorite been concert you've gone to? A lot of concerts. Been to a couple Metallica. Gotcha. Some uh, Catatonia. I don't know Catatonia. Like a, a metal from like whatever it is. Are you Norway in the mosh Sweden. pit as well, you're I, going I grew to up, these I was concerts? another. I was a gaff kid. <laughs> Metalhead, whatever. I did uh, Heart. 
When they came yes. to the state fair, I'm wearing my heart shirt because yes. it's music month. Look at that. And they are Beautiful. coming to Indianapolis, I just saw, in like a couple months with LA King. Joan Jett. Wait, Joan Jett's coming back again? Don't yeah, they have, she was here last year. It's, it's three power ladies. Don't they also yeah. have LA King? Ooh. I think so. That sounds let's right. go. Oh, it's, it's, that sounds like a let's show. go. Gal's Guide oh. Field Trip. Yeah. I like it. All the ladies. That could be very um, cool. Seen Here Come the Mummies a few times. Awesome. I really like them. I really shouldn't. And yeah. This is like a feminist. I should not. It's, but it's just so damn catchy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> do you want to do your concert or do you want oh, to, yeah, me sure, to do I'll my do concert? Con- yes, uh, which one? I'll do a concert. So Sweet. I recent, like, so this is recently. So I'm, I'm sure there are good concerts and bad concerts. I had a bad one I just thought of, but I don't want to mention it because someone was with me and i don't want that person to think it was <laughs> right. a bad experience it was because it was person, definitely not gonna be their fault it wasn't it <laughs> right. was like it was stuff out of their control yeah yeah, yeah. out of anyone's control but um no but recently i saw google bordello in town and then i saw it with a good um friend of mine who was also like really into them and we got into talking and i was like i've seen them i think like at least three times huh? and she's like oh i've seen them like five times so they're just wow. like, has anyone heard of them? Or no. no? So, I heard the name, but I don't. So they're, so the, like the way they brand themselves or self-identify, whatever you want to call it, it's gypsy punk. Hmm. So they have like, like it's kind idea, of like a klez, yeah, it's kind of like a klezmer sound yeah, with yeah. like a lot of like Eastern European Russian influence. Hmm. Like Interesting. They have like hell. violins and accordions and drums yeah. and uh, probably bagpipes like uh, kind of like right. kind of like you're talking you're um, and like symbols i'm also guessing and bells yeah and stuff like that. yeah and they had um and and they used to have like oh uh, they used to have like these backup dancers but i don't think they're on the, in the band anymore but anyway but it's like a big mix and it's trying and it's kind of like this uh it's not i wouldn't call it world it's not world music but they have like yeah. different people like when you look at the stage you're like okay that person might be like jamaican that person's probably right. from it's eclectic and yeah. it's diverse yeah and yeah, the, yeah and the lead singer he is um ukrainian nice so i so then like when the whole uh not to be like debbie downer but when the yeah, whole, yeah, yeah. The when Russian, thing was going Ukraine on with, thing. yeah with mm-hmm. Crimea a couple years ago or whatever i was like oh i wonder what eugene's thoughts are. I know, yeah. right? Because is he a refugee and at this point? Is he still yeah. like is he home and, he's and going? Very oh. like political in his talk, so it's not like he's. It's part of high. him. Yeah, 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 it's part of what they are because he's Ukrainian. That's like huge part of their identity. A lot of musicians have their heart on their sleeve. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they were also the band in um, Everything Is Illuminated. So like they did oh, yeah. some of the soundtrack. I don't think they did all of it because they have it that pops up on Pandora sometimes when it's like other mm-hmm. bands did some of the music, but they did. Um, couple of their songs they did they have the song stop uh, start wearing purple that's probably like their biggest hit okay i they... totally heard that yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and i don't know if they have like i don't know if any of it's on the radio because i don't listen to the radio as much as i radio is yeah that's yeah. the thing it's like so many of it and we I... listen to streaming music it's youtube yeah. it's pandora and it's I spotify was, yeah, yeah i was trying to figure out how i even heard of them because it's been i know it's at least 10 years because i have like a t-shirt of theirs from like a promotion of a new CD that came out like in 2008 or nine. Right. So I've been into them for a long time, but yeah, it's um, cool. They're still around too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, like, this was like some bands don't last that yeah. long. <laughs> so this year was like this tour they're doing now is like they're, I don't know if they're still, I assume they're still touring by the time this comes out, but it was like the 20th anniversary of the band. Oh, nice. And so they, um, but yeah, but they just have like a great, like maybe that is someone that I think like was like really, yeah. like we talked about in the last episode, the passionate, like, they're very like they win you over. Yeah. Well, I've been thinking of a new question that I think yeah, that yeah. Leah should add in when she answers because I want to know. Oh, okay. Also, right. what was your first concert? I oh, feel like God. that's such mm. an experience. Oh shit. Yeah, I almost <laughs> said mine is my. So my first concert yeah. was um, the Womad tour in the early '90s. It was Peter Gabriel. Ooh. 
Uh, I was going to say Kravitz. when I was in What? Hot House Flowers. Okay, I, I don't say. know them. Or Midnight Oil. Too. Okay, Midnight gotcha. Uh, Inner Circle. Bad uh, Boys, Bad Boys. Okay, yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, I only know one song from Inner <laughs> yeah, Circle. That's the only one I know. But they were good. I saw them on, in their show. Huh. It was a really good, I mean, I probably was yeah. like, oh, it's like a concert. And it was at Deer Creek. I think Deer Creek was maybe kind of new. Oh, okay. Like, mm-hmm. Back when it was new before it was seven yeah, other names. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I went with my mom. Our local venue that we can never remember the right. name of. <laughs> and like, I'm pretty sure my mom is who I went with because I needed someone. Of course. Drive. I was like, yeah. Okay. Usually so, your first concert. I mean, it yeah. can be. And I think I still have the t-shirt in a t-shirt. Oh, wow. <laughs> Gosh, you guys are making me want to go to a concert. And being 35 now, <laughs> I've kind so, of unofficially so retired yeah, myself because I'm like, I but can't. Go to the lawn it's at White River. Go to the lawn at White River. It's super you get yes. space. Yes. Yeah. Because that's the thing. I'll, I'll spend the whole time leading up to the concert thinking about how I want to murder the oh, people that are touching it. me or near me exactly. or breathing on me no, or standing in front of me. And life. then you get into it and you're fine. Yeah. Right. It takes some time, though. Yeah, yeah. My. Just see playing my first one and my pick are going to be so, like, it's bipolar. Ooh, basically. I love it's it. Completely bipolar. Tell us. My first one was New Kids on the Block, y'all. Ooh. Yeah, that's, that's ice, sucks. ice, baby. Oh, my God. It was so <laughs> I don't know. It's a bad. classic. I think no, I wanted not. to go. It was embarrassing that it's embarrassing. But see, I think I Didn't wanted to go to New back? Kids, and oh, I was so, No, yeah, no, they it came was back when they did. It was, but when I saw them, they were new. You know who they who opened for them? Tiffany. But I was she might have opened. She wasn't did she open. reopen? I don't know. They had like I, a tour they came through, like you said. Like I have blocked recent, like, shit this. out of New Kids on the Block. Like it comes on, I hear hanging tough, and I'm like, nope. Yeah, <laughs> I feel that way about Boys to Men. <laughs> it makes me uh, want to vomit on myself. Uh, like, cannot. I was Sorry. really into it. Jordan was my god. Oh my god, it was horrible. Like, you know what, like we all have it. our young girlhood years. <laughs> we don't know yet. So I didn't know. I just didn't yeah, know. So didn't know. yeah, New Kids on the Block was my first concert. I went with my parents and my brother. That's awesome. <laughs> it was horrible. Um, but my favorite concert um, that I really, really liked, and I've been to a lot of really great concerts, but the one that I'm going to pick is I went and saw Green Day, and it was oh, during mm. their Dookie. It was Dookie. Yeah. So they weren't like, they weren't huge then. They were, you know, on their way up. Like their songs were on the radio on and the stuff verge. like that. What was the venue where you saw it? It was a small, intimate show. It was in uh, Michigan. Okay. Um, and I'm trying to even remember the name of it because it changed its name like three or four times, is the other thing, too. It was like the dance they club on Fridays, do. and then it was the concert oh. hall on Saturdays. Um, and then it was like a bar during the week sort of thing. So, um, and I knew the bouncer, so that was awesome. (laughs) Um, but the Green Day show was one of those things where it's like, okay, I was in, you know, I was in my punk phase. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go and see this new band that's kind of breaking through. And I like how they're pop punk. I really liked pop punk because I love the Ramones and I felt like they were the closest to modern day Ramones. So I went to the show, not knowing a whole bunch about them and they won me over because they sounded better live than mm. they did on their album mm. and that's what won me over like it, there are three piece harmony actually too i think is a lot of things that people don't recognize about green day all three of them are singing and it's actually mm. a three-piece harmony it's kind of like the beach boys and punk it's mm. it's odd and it's better live like what the hell and it's it's amazing yeah. and there's only three of them too and it's the sound of like seven people See, that um my, i love them that, yeah that kind of reminds me of maybe this would be maybe my best con- well, i don't know if it'd be my best but i saw um white stripes 
And it's they just are the two so, of them. There's two of them, and it's mm-hmm. so much there sound. There was just the two of them and yes. their instruments, and I was yep. blown away. I had no, yeah. I just wasn't thinking it would only be the two of them. I thought they'd have like a backup band. Right. I don't know something. It has to be weirdly mixed on the album. Yeah. But no, it is. It's just oh, the two of them, and it's a full amazing. sound. Yeah. And I was so sad when they Same broke thing. up because I was like. Yeah, I know. But I was so glad I saw them, but I wish I could have gone again. Oh, I'm totally with it. But that's why, like, um, but that's why Green Day won me over. And that's why usually my my thought when it's any kind of concert is, are they better live than they are on the Mm -hmm. CD? Because if they're not, I'm just going to listen to the CD again. Yeah, are you going to get something out of it that you can't get just listening at home? Exactly. Are they going to give me a fuller experience of music? You know what I mean? Not just like, you know what I mean? You know. Yeah. So um, that would be mine. So yeah, I mean, I guess they're both boy bands in a way. <laughs> Sucker for a boy band. Yes. Bonnie, what was yes. your first concert? My first, I was a very sheltered child. I didn't have my first concert <laughs> until I was in high school. And I, I don't think my parents still wanted me to go. I was Metallica. It uh. was uh, 2000, the St. Anger Tour. Well, I mean, uh, at that point, people were getting hurt at Metallica shows or just heavy metal shows. So, I, I mean, well, as a parent, like, Bonnie, I'm worried about you. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, your first one was Metallica. Your yeah. first con- that's a that's a serious concert. Right that there. is pretty badass, Bonnie. Down at uh, Kinsico, I think. Ah, yeah. major I think it was like the RCA Dome. Gotcha. Was a stadium show, basically. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. yeah. Up in that we were in like the the front row of like the balcony or whatever. Yes. I think I remember screaming that I love Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> were you I totally heard it? Who did you? You go? totally heard it. Yes. Who did you go? With? I think I went with. I think my parents dropped me off a friend of mine. I don't remember if it was Monica or Kristen. It was just okay. like some so you friend had that like I never... a, You had a buddy with you. Yeah, wasn't like just you and the... yeah, sweet. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> uh, dig it. Well, right. I separate. Yes. Oh, yes, right. I have yes. to share mine. Yes, yes no, please. Oh. By all That's the only reason you ask people questions, right? Because yes. you yeah. want to tell your answer. Yes. I like it. I like it. Yes. <laughs> I separate mine into two categories. So I claim my very first real concert yeah. was when I was 18. Okay. Going away to college. However, I had gone to maybe perhaps a lot of Christian concerts yeah. in my earlier days, but one does not recognize that. Gotcha. You didn't Doesn't choose to go count. to that? Like a real Doesn't count. That's like some kind of culty thing, not a, a self-choice. <laughs> if you didn't choose it and be like, right. please, mom, yeah. dad, I need to right. buy these tickets. I, I'm just going full in. <laughs> maybe these margaritas, but yes. my very first concert, and it totally has developed something that I like to this day. Yeah. And it's pervy, guys. Sweet. Bring it. <laughs> first concert was Tom Petty at Deer <gasps> Creek. Oh! Yeah. I saw Tom Petty. Yeah. Live. I was oh, in the Mary my Jane gosh. section of a Tom Petty concert once. Yes. Oh, I think that's the whole place. <laughs> it is kind of. Did yes, you see, it was. was it the. Maybe we talked about this. Did you see him at Market Square Arena? No, no, no. It was the, in uh, Detroit. Oh. Yeah. So I saw him at Market Square Arena when I was like in high school. <laughs> what, well, what phase was Tom Petty in? Was he. Uh, was it Mary Jane's Last Dance or was it like Full Moon Fever? I just. I need to picture it in my head. <laughs> <laughs> You know me in names. Yeah, true, true. But let me tell you, it was 2002. Okay, all right, okay. Where we at with that? More more recent-ish. Yeah, it was. Um, So he was quite old. Right, and great But still incredibly sexy. Oh, he's good. Right? (laughs) No, 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 he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I learned I'm a sucker for a rolled up dress shirt. Like the long sleeves are rolled up, and then there's a watch. That's what does it. Yeah. yeah. How did I, you? What is you that? Not you were everybody. 
wait. Did you not get through the 80s? I'm just thinking Miami Vice. <laughs> well, I, I, I was going to say I, I peaked at seven in the 80s. Okay. I don't think I had yeah. a lot of boy interest. Especially grown man TV boys. There, I'm thinking ew. that's the influence is yeah. what it is. You you saw some Don Johnson there and you went, you know what? When I'm older, no, it was I'm going to get Petty. me, I'm gonna get me some of that. It's Tom Petty. It was Tom Petty, man. Got it. Yeah, <laughs> I would have been in so much trouble if I was a teenager in the 80s with all those guys in the rock bands with the left. With the long hair, oh, yes. leather pants, I've been so much trouble. Have you seen the Netflix, um, the Motley Crue movie? Oh, I didn't watch it. No. I don't like Motley Crue, but yeah, but I there's a Motley Crue movie. But I yeah. want to see the movie. I told Josh, I'm like, you watch it, you tell me all I about listen, it. I listen to Nikki Six's radio show sometimes. See, I don't really like if it's on the radio and I'm yeah, driving exactly. somewhere. It's not like I, I, I'm seeking it out on my phone or anything. But <laughs> I don't know, but it looks good. I'll, I'll report back if I ever watch it. Again. There you go. <laughs> I, I I heard good things. Yeah, I heard, I heard good, good things. things and too. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's awesome. Because it's like over the top, and it's like somebody, a couple of the guys, well, they're still around. Yeah, so yeah, the ones yeah. That are still oh, around, totally. I think, were somehow involved in like the creative process in some way. I think basically they heard what was happening with Bohemian Rhapsody, and they went, "I want a piece of that." Is basically yeah. what my thinking is. And, and I'm I like, "Oh yeah, you do Motley Crew." I want to be on Netflix, so everybody's going to have to watch it now, and it's going to be in their face every time they open up their whatever exactly well especially for the week that it's premiered yeah <laughs> yeah it just came out whenever it came out a few weeks ago i think or maybe a couple months ago at this point see well what is your one cool thing girl so my one cool thing is nico yay and she um the i guess the quick and dirty version she was a singer on velvet underground's um album yes hence rebecca is wearing the shirt listeners because this is obviously because it's a podcast podcast. (laughs) but i'm wearing my velvet underground t-shirt today yes uh, with the the andy warhol banana and i actually own a re-release that i was listening to last night but my it was kind of skipping so i need to figure out if my i think it's my record player is like unbalanced oh it happens but her real name is um well but there's so much more to her than just that album of course oh yeah um, her real name is Krista Pathgen. I can't remember how that's how to pronounce it or not. So please forgive me if that's wrong. Um, she, I can't remember. I can't remember either. <laughs> I, I believe just, you. <laughs> and I just like watched a documentary about it, and they say her real name. So, um, but yeah, so she was born in Cologne before World War II. So October sixteenth, nineteen thirty-eight. She's born in Cologne. Mm-hmm. Wow, Germany. And the story uh-huh. goes that her dad, I think just kind of disappeared under mysterious circumstances during the war so and it's and i heard i was listening to a podcast on the way over here where they just talked about the album and they talked a little bit about her and they were saying that like when they first found her which i'll get to that in a second um they were like well they think she was from here so they and the podcast made it sound like her background was kind of the secret but i don't know because everything i looked for said cologne and the birth date so i'm gonna assume that's accurate enough and then after World War II, I think it was 46, she moved to Berlin with her mom. Gotcha. Um, and was in Berlin and I think Brandenburg, Germany for a while. Then she ended up um, in her mid-teens, became a model. Mm-hmm. And then ultimately um, she um, flashbacked one of our previous episodes. She got a deal with Coco Chanel. Yeah. But she didn't actually do that job. She moved to New York instead. Uh-huh. She was 17 at that time. So Interesting. So all when she was pretty young, she was so clearly exposed to a lot of things. Oh, yeah. Um, moves to New York, starts taking some acting classes in the 50s. 
By the late 50s, she, um, in 1959, she played herself in La Dolce Vita. She'd, also, she'd been in a couple oh, other okay. movies, too, by that point. But gotcha. that was, um, and the story goes that she showed up on set. And, and by this point, she's kind of known as, like, a model, mm-hmm. actress, etc. And um, I guess Federico Fellini was like, hey, let's get her in this movie somehow. Right. So it wasn't like a role. That, that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, oh, that doesn't sound too far off from other things that he would have said. Exactly. Fellini kind of likes the uh, the model type. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And let me find in my notes, because at some point she lands in the Andy Warhol Yeah, universe. she's in the Warhol factory, basically. Because she... Right. So um, she, that's yeah. That's how I first was introduced by her. Yeah. Right. So he finds out about her, but she ends up, so some of Andy Warhol's people are at a recording or at a, sorry, at a concert for Velvet Underground in New York mm-hmm. and they go back and they tell Andy about it. Andy. Mr. Warhol. I know. <laughs> Mr. Warhol. And I think they called him Andy, too, yeah. but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. If they, <laughs> and so they decide that he... Okay, and I see, too, she was also in... So the other... She had some acti- other acting credits, including a movie called Striptease, where she wrote a song... Or she recorded a song written by Serge Gainsbourg. Yeah. And that song wasn't released till 2001, which is in a Serge Gainsbourg. Um, and whoever doesn't know who he is, he was kind of like the... I don't know. Would he be like the um, Frank Sinatra of France? Maybe? Oh, okay. Because mm. I was going to say, I'm like, I can't play. He's like a crooner type. Okay. Like singer. a French crooner. Yeah. Okay. But like oh, really okay. well known okay. for a French. I wish I'd, I didn't. I mean, of my French crooners, I don't know that. Yeah. Many, so. <laughs> and I, I don't want to click on him and go down that rabbit hole. But basically, <laughs> anyway, so but, so she had some like, so I'm just saying like she did more before the Andy Warhol yes. era. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like on her own, she was doing some, um, she was singing and they she, found her. Yeah. Um, she was sing- Oh, she sang in 1965. She met Rolling Stones guitarist Brian Jones and did her first single. Oh, Brian Jones. Um, and it was produced by Jimmy Page. So she was like, our, so again, wow. just she was doing some, she yeah. was doing some big stuff before, before she got into. Um, that is surprising that she landed with the Velvet Underground with all of those yeah, other players in but the that mix. Could have, but maybe that goes back because at some point, I don't know if it was in a recording or some point today, we were talking about how people just like, you get to where you are by doing the work. Yeah. And so it mm-hmm. sounds like she was doing the work. Like she wanted to be yeah. an actress or a singer or whatever. And she, like she was going to acting school. She was singing, you know, she was getting gigs and singing with people. And yeah. And I think Andy Warhol, I don't think he was just randomly discovering people as no. much as it, it probably, yeah. I think that's what he wanted people to I think, think. he was curating. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like he was looking at what was out there and what was around and what was being brought to him. And then he was like, I shall showcase this. Right. Yeah. And, and in New York in the 60s, I don't know, was as big like on the music scene because you had like San Francisco and London and mm-hmm. other bigger scenes and like the Motown we were talking about earlier. Yeah. You know, like other scenes were going on. I don't know how big New York scene was. Until but... you get to the Dolls and the punk rock yeah. scene and CBGBs and stuff. Right. Yeah. So I think the... Um, the Velvet Underground, like I think they were kind of like, or I shouldn't say I think I'm going to say they were right on that cusp of. Oh yeah. Something needed to kind of come out of that. They, they were, were burgeoning uh, yeah. a, a New York sound, yeah, right. Yeah. And they were like this artsy, um, like I just listened to. I'll I'll give you like a link. There was this podcast I listened to. It was really good where they just like basically just break down the whole album and talk about why they think this is like the best album ever pretty yeah. much because it just had a 50th anniversary so that's the mm-hmm. podcast about a year old but um 
I will say it's a damn good album. I don't know if I'll go it's the best of us, but I, it's a damn good album. So they were saying like it's like it's good in the sense that it's influential. Absolutely. Like they said like each song probably influenced at least one era of mm-hmm. rock. So like there's mm-hmm. like Venus and Fur is like a goth. Goth probably came from that. Right. Or um or yeah, there's like a couple of songs that you could probably like the Ramones oh, yeah. probably picked up some stuff from it or we're talking heads. Or talking heads or yeah. Radiohead mm-hmm. or yeah. um, maybe even Green Day. You know, like a oh, lot yeah, of bands yeah. just like they said, yeah, they're like, it might not have done that well commercially, but because all music these, people got yeah, it. Yeah, mm-hmm. music people mm-hmm. like picked it up and then decided to start bands because of the right. music. And so it's, um, yeah, I'll send you, I wish I could remember the podcast. It's like a WBEZ Chicago NPR. Oh, nice. So it's like a real podcast. But yeah, so then she ended up with, Andy Warhol at some point in all this and 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 he finds out about Velvet Underground and then he is like hey Velvet Underground I'm gonna finance you and I'm gonna we're gonna make an album and we're gonna do this this and this oh by the way I want you to put Nico in your band right so she wasn't like organically part of the band it was like a first but they weren't they didn't want to say no because he was gonna give them money when they didn't Mm -hmm. really have it right to make their album but then and um and what they had influence yeah and mm-hmm. then like what the music critics said in their podcast was ultimately they did um they did come to have a friendship with her and it was fine you know everything yeah. like worked out well and they had like when she ended up doing some solo stuff after this album they um Lou Reed and uh, one of the other band members also like worked with her on some of her solo stuff so it wasn't it like, always seemed like it was yeah that it, it was, became more like mutual. they became a friendship yeah, yeah exactly but at first it was probably not great and they called her like the ice queen and all this stuff and so that kind of brings me to she like, was very german she's very you know like yeah it's I mean, the sensibility so so to a certain extent there's yeah that but i think too it goes to the whole like who is telling the story true so if it's like so um so we'll like kind of fast forward and then go back again but she so she passed away july 18 1988 which is my birthday not my actual birthday gotcha but july 18 is my birthday yeah um and so she was uh only 49 when she passed away she like had a stroke when she was riding her bike in ibiza oh Oh, goodness right i remember this story now that you say it yeah so it's just such a weird way to like tragic yeah yeah yeah, yeah. out of nowhere she also had had some drug issues yeah. and addiction. I mean, like you do in New York like punk scene. in New York when you're in the Velvet Underground. <laughs> Pretty much. Exposed yeah. to all the stuff they sing about. That's right. Not all the drugs. <laughs> yeah. That's nothing. That's no secret there. They have a song called Heroin. And, Hell yeah. And I'm Waiting on the Man. That's which, a damn good song, I know. though. I think that's like my favorite drug dealer <laughs> theme song ever. Yes. And I, I've even mentioned that to people. Like when I wear the shirt, that comes up sometimes. David Bowie did a cover, you know, it's a lot of, mm-hmm. there's a lot of good, good things about that. <laughs> but she, um, what was I saying? oh, so it seems like a lot of her story, like, I don't know how much of her story she got to tell. Right. Cause she Com- died so young. Cause she died so young, yeah. but she maybe was thinking about doing some kind of retrospective or memoir or something. I don't yeah. think she did though. Cause I, and I know like she, so after the Velvet Underground, she did some other, stuff she wanted to do some solo stuff she has the album mm-hmm. chelsea girls which is like one of my favorites and that's yes. how i ended up wanting to do her as my person and i got i listened to that a lot when i was um in law school and sitting for the bar and that's also one of the songs yeah. i'll like a lot of the songs on that album i'll listen to is like i'm having like a bad day right and it's just like kind of like up it's not necessarily like the lyrics are necessarily it's kind of like the smiths like the lyrics aren't necessarily uplifting right 
But like if I listen to it, that like gets me into like a better place, if that makes sense. Yeah, it just kind of like it's a it's a gradient to kind of like yeah. bring you from the sad to a little bit better. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's not to full blown happy, but it's like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> like some of her lyrics, like I would just like sing over and over to kind of like not over and over. It's but a like, meditation almost. Yeah, 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 definitely. Like I can just like I was listening to it again this morning to kind of like not remind myself that I like her, but just kind of get, get in the in. zone yeah mm-hmm. like it's the one i can listen to like anytime it's kind of like you were saying it's kind of like um katie was saying it's like good like kind of like maybe just like background music it's kind of like mellow mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. chill some of it gets a little weird so i skip through the weirdness like it's, it's also very good to write to as well yeah. in the sense of yeah i don't have to yeah. focus too much because like not just because i know it but because of the how it sounds so yeah and the, and they only had i didn't i guess i never even thought about this but they only had the one album as yeah. well underground i know and that was it and that then they ended but then like of course like lou reed did his whole career. he went solo yeah exactly and yeah. i didn't the uh, the other band members like everybody, yeah, everybody kept playing did music. something in music but the velvet right. underground mm-hmm. yeah they had the one good they were the sex pistols of yeah. new york yeah they had like, one they album had and then that bang. one <laughs> that one like huge big hit and that was or not even a hit, it wasn't even a hit band but like one you know influential thing that they did and then she um so yeah so for so i'm just kind of like reading from notes so like for her debut album so chelsea girl came out in 67 gotcha um did she have more than one album or just the one because i was she only had a few. she had like she did she? Okay. seven six or seven really yeah okay now i feel bad <laughs> no and i didn't know this either <laughs> okay so all right i, I like, only where have did chelsea, they come so from? chelsea girl's the only album i have right. yeah yeah um, but she had some other albums. She had some albums through like 70s and 80s. Nice. I don't know if she did albums in the 80s. I'm looking to see. Released into the 70s. She started, she toured a lot in the 70s and eight, especially in the 80s. Did her sound always stay the same? It was pretty, new wave, punkish, yeah. soulful, or okay. I didn't know if like with 70s and 80s, if she went into like synth pop or no, she went into disco or I you know, she became blondie. You know what I'm saying? Like blondie started changing with every decade that they were in, sort of thing. Yeah, so I'm looking through. She didn't have a rap album. I'm no, sorry. No. <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't like do like a run DMC, Aerosmith. <laughs> she do doesn't what? seem like she would be the type, but she also didn't do at the like same a time, walk like, this way type <laughs> video and they bust through the wall and they're Adidas sneakers. Right. She didn't have a country album like Bob Dylan suddenly had a country album and then yeah. a Christian album. Okay. <laughs> um, I wish I knew because I just haven't like listened to her other. Oh, that's stuff. fair. I'm just learning. She had more than one album. Yeah, like I no, knew she sang I, with Velvet Underground like, and then had a solo album. Like so end of list. So <laughs> I, I did read somewhere that there were some things they did on her Chelsea Girls album that she didn't like. Like she didn't want. She wanted producing like, of it. The yeah, mix like or... she wanted like more guitars and she's like, let me put flutes in it. I'm like, but I like this i like the way it turned out so i don't know how then i felt then i had some feelings yeah about that. right like okay was that make me bad because i like how what she didn't like but right. she um so yeah so her newer stuff her later stuff might have been more in line like with, with what she wanted to do and one of the yeah. things i thought that was interesting so i was kind of saying earlier like she um a lot of this is like yeah she was called the ice queen but then like later when people were saying they got to know her they're like no she's not no, yeah. not really. Like, that was just what they wanted. That was, like, the kind of the Andy Warhol, mm. Velvet Underground, whatever. That was the persona. persona. They yeah. wanted her to have. Right. But then, um, so then when she started, like, doing her own thing, because, yeah, she was, like, model. So she was, like, beautiful, thin, yeah. blonde. And then as she got older, she, like, started, like, putting on weight and not caring about it, like so you her do. appearance. And she, but that, to her, was freeing Hell because yeah. then she didn't have all these other people telling her what she needed to do anymore so she mm-hmm. 
would do her own thing, but she still was having her drug issues. She still was. She still <laughs> had some, are hard to quit, man. Yeah, she still had some <laughs> other stuff right. going on that didn't just go away just because she was, um, you know, because she was not. She didn't have the handlers or whatever. And I guess there were some crazy stories. So there are a couple documentaries. Um, one is Nico Icon, which I am pretty sure is on YouTube. I don't know how legal that is, but right, exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. If it's up in the oven, up it, yeah, yeah. And I have there's a um, there's a Pitchfork article I found, so I'll I'll give that to you to put on the website. No, yeah, that, absolutely. Put that in has, show notes. That has like a link to the Nico Icon, and it talks to you about there's a movie called Nico 1988, which is about like her last oh. year of touring, and yeah, because in the I watched a little bit of the Nico Icon one, and they talked about like. This, the guy that toured with her that wrote the book that I guess like the movie's based on or whatever he's like oh yeah the first time I met her she was in the bathroom and she was there for like 30 minutes and someone told me and I didn't realize like, he didn't make the connection of who she was because it was like in the right. early 80s and so she wasn't quite as famous or but she was still I would famous. know her from her voice not her face you know what yeah. I mean that's yeah. the thing yeah but yeah and, and she like I said like she changed I think she even like dyed, her hair was either naturally brown or she dyed it brown you know like she kind of went through some like yeah physical changes too but anyway so then um so his version of the story was that she was probably in there doing heroin gotcha but then like there's another version it of the could have story. been cocaine oh, sorry uh, i'm just playing well there's <laughs> another version of the story that she was actually in there like recording ambient sound because ah. that was something she would do at, because when so i guess she would she would do that even as a kid huh. because prince some, did that too yeah something to do with like because she was growing up like in the midst of World War Two, ah, that she was like blitz. trying to record well, like London. war sounds, mm. ah. and maybe it was like after the war. I don't know. Like it was just, so that I thought was really interesting. That, that she, is interesting. So it wasn't like she was just singing and making music. She was also like interested in sound, but that kind of makes and sense. almost maybe therapy. Maybe yeah. You know what I mean? Like working through like it's yeah. a process or something. Like trying yeah. to that was like her thing. So whether she was in the bathroom recording ambient sound or doing heroin or maybe both. Why can't it be both? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it could be could be six of one, half a dozen of the other. You know what? Uh, people like to multitask. And yeah, um... that could be a way. She could um, also have been going to the bathroom. She also what yeah, body um, she might have just been in there for So let me see. I know she had a son at one point. I gotcha. don't know. I didn't get a whole lot about her personal. I'm sure that's all out there somewhere. Um, but yeah, but she had a son at one point, and gotcha. I think he was still alive when she passed away. I don't know if he's still alive today. Did she stay in? Um, did she stay in America, or did she like go back so to she Germany? She went or? to Manchester. Ah, all right so she was there for a while and then i think she kind of like bounced around gotcha yeah yeah that. i mean that that sounds like a musician kind of you know yeah. musician artsy life model life too yeah, yeah yeah and um so yeah that's why when you say like oh what was her music I'm like well she was in manchester in the 80s so i know right kind of <laughs> it could have been much of anything yeah, at that point <laughs> it could have been some new wave type stuff yeah it says in the 80s she moved between london and manchester so she i guess stayed in England after um oh. after kind of her fame but she toured I think I'm pretty sure she toured in the U.S. and other places in the 80s and I don't know if gotcha. it was a way to make money or she, I think she liked performing and yeah like, right music um I think you have to love it at the same time yeah. people can tell you like oh you can make money doing it but at the same time it big part of the decision is do you want to get out there and be in front of people and well, perform again and I don't know that she was that well received in her later stuff so it could have been people going to see her because they wanted to see like what she was like 
20 years after voyeurism or, yeah yeah or if they yeah. really liked her music um because there was something i read where someone said oh we should make like a live concert album of right her. and someone's like oh with all the heckling in it oh, so, oh. that sounds bad and oh. i don't know if that's but again that that's could hurt just on anybody be, well, that could be like one person's lens. Right. It might exactly. not have been that bad. It might have been they went to like one show and it had like a bad yeah. thing. Um, it had yeah. that one guy. It's always that one guy. Play some scanner. That guy. <laughs> okay. So her. So in her personal life, she had an affair with French actor. This is according to Wikipedia. So I take it. With what it's right. Like. Exactly. <laughs> Alain Delon. And from this relationship, bore a son on August 11, 1962. So that was before the Velvet Underground album. Gotcha. Who she called Ari. Um, the actor denied paternity, and she had difficulty raising him. So the boy was raised by the dad's parents, even though the dad said he wasn't. Right, there. right, exactly. So okay. the paternal grandparents looks like raised her child. Um, it says he became a photographer and actor, and he had a son in 1989. So I guess he's. Oh. I assume he's still. Gotcha. And around, um, so she was a heroin addict for over 15 years. Oof! Oh, that's tough on a body. Yeah. Mm. Ow. Yeah, um, but. It, it, some point she started methadone replacement therapy so gotcha. and that's what and it says regimen of bicycle exercise and healthy eating so that's probably why she was riding her bike and um, trying to be more active and healthy and right 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 and then had but just as shortly before her death so i don't know how long um oh and this is not this is problematic so it was described by some friends and colleagues as racist oh no so, maybe if i'd seen that prior to <laughs> Choosing her, I wouldn't have chosen her, but um, right. But it's uh, it's kind of says it goes along I didn't with know, her yeah. being the being German. Gotcha. So yeah. take that for what that's worth. But um, but yeah, I guess we've talked about problematic people in here. Before. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that's not that's anything. the thing. We we get to be complicated people. Yeah, <laughs> and she was. Um, and I hate to say like, oh, she was a different era. So I'm not, that's that's not excusing it, but. But again, like I said, she was 49 when she passed away. She yeah. might have said something in like her early, you know, in her teen years. Right. And yeah. Because she was already on the path to fame and fortune or whatever. She might have become, um, people might have already been recording what she was saying. So I'm not sure like when she mm. said Right. Exactly. Like and how high she was at the time. I'm not excusing it. I'm right. just saying a 15 year heroin problem. Right. Yeah, exactly. Or what was yeah. going on in her life that made her right. say or do things that made people make those claims about her and again like i've been saying kind of throughout the theme was like it's hard to know how much of her own story she's told versus other people telling it for her um yeah that's always fair yeah but i think the nico 1988 one because it's more recent um i think that's supposed to be a more even-handed telling of her gotcha life story that kind of fair assessment yeah so i definitely want to um so now i do want to check that out to see if i can find it and see what what it has to say about her and yeah. so if anybody wants to explore more on nico there are different options out there yeah yeah learn more about her well that wraps it up for us that wait did i open it yeah i did open it didn't i mm-hmm. i like all of a sudden had a like a total brain fart hesitation there well that wraps it up for us this week join us next week as our next gal pal shares her one cool thing on gal's guide to the galaxy podcast continues thanks for listening For show notes, links, and images from this week's show, visit galsguide.org. Want exclusive stuff like deleted bits and major bloopers? Become a Gals Guide patron today. Thanks for listening.